Hi, this is John Joy, the voice of Professor Theo. Before our program begins, I just wanted to take a second to thank you. This is our one-year anniversary program. It's been one year, 50 episodes. When we started this venture a year ago, Levi had a goal in mind. He wanted to hit the big 5-0, 50. And here we are, one year later. It's hard to believe. I want to thank everybody who's been so encouraging over the past year. The emails you've sent, the reviews you've left on iTunes, some of you have donated money, some have shared on Facebook and Twitter, and and you've told friends and, and really helped to spread the word, and that's amazing. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We have so much fun doing this. We have a blast just telling our stories and the fact that there are so many of you out there listening, hearing this, and enjoying them, that just blows my mind. We have lots more stories ahead. Year two is in the works, so keep tuning in, keep spreading the word, and enjoy our stories. Thank you. When the world was but one massive land, Pangea, Greek for all lands, peace and harmony among the world's inhabitants was kept by way of the mystical Kentro stone. The Kentro, as large as a house, stood strong at the center of Pangea and through some strange magic helped to maintain balance in all things. One day, an exo-force from another planet traveled to Earth to steal the Kentro stone. They pulled the enormous rock violently from the ground and flew it up to the heavens. But the exo-force didn't make it far, for upon leaving the Earth's orbit, this great stone of Pangea exploded sevenfold, and the pieces flew in all directions. The Pangea stones, now seven of them, landed in seven distinct parts of Pangea, seven regions that would eventually break apart into seven distinct continents, Africa, Europe, Asia, North America, South America, Antarctica, and Australia. In all the time ever since, only one Pangea stone has been located. It was found in the hills outside Splendid University and is on display in the school's library, though only a handful of people know what it really is. Librarian, Mrs. Wilson, Professor Theo Travers, that's me, Mr. Baron Brains, and a man known only as Mr. X. While Mrs. Wilson and I protect the stone on Splendid's campus, Mr. Brains and Mr. X have tried individually to get it on more than one occasion. Now they have joined forces to find the six remaining stones of Pangea, sure that the one who puts them back together again will gain immense power. Mrs. Wilson and I cannot alone protect and keep this from happening. We're just not strong enough. We'll need some help. Good thing I have a friend or two that I can call on in times of need. Children of Splendid Unite, for it is time to search for the Pangea Stones. 
Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. An update coming out of episode 48. The good news is I found Buck Travers and Tracy Thompson, Splendid's famous kid superheroes. The bad news is, well, they may be lost again. It's a long story. Listen close and all will become too shockingly clear. For their fate is a part of today's Pangea Stone tale. The Seven Stones of Pangea. It was Mrs. Wilson that gave the kid explorers the task of finding the remaining stones. Donnie Davies and Teresa Thomas accepted their mission, but they'd need help to find the first stone. Where to start? Where to start? If only we could go back in time, like way back in time, and see the stone firsthand, and get an idea of what we're looking for, Teresa wondered. Fortunately, I know a few kids, those time-traveling teens, that invented just such a device, a hopper app that can blast anyone back in time, anywhere, even millions of years in the past. Remember, they twice blasted back all the way to the Jurassic period. And it just so happens that I have much of their time-traveling equipment here in my lab. I called on Ava, Kat, Dana, and Elliot, those time-traveling teens from McFly Middle, and they took hold of our kid explorers and blasted them back in time. They marveled at the Kentro stone that stood strong at the center of Pangea. Sure would be nice if we could get a bird's eye view, remarked Donnie. If only you had, Chris began, a kid's space force at your disposal, Natalie finished Chris's sentence. Yeah, Marsha backed up her kid space force companions, as she mostly always does. The kid space force had arrived, cardboard, aluminum foil, and duct tape rocket ships in hand, in flight, and gave Donnie and Teresa the bird's eye view of the Kentro stone, and of all of Pangea, that they had hoped for by blasting them up high above the clouds. They all crammed into one rocket, and it was quite crowded, eight people jammed into a vessel that was really built for three. Those time-traveling teens sped up time so that all involved could see the peaceful Pangea turned on end with the arrival of the Exo-Force, the upending of the Kentro Stone, and its explosion into seven distinct pieces. They watched carefully as much of the larger pieces burned up in the Earth's atmosphere, which would make them much smaller and harder to find eventually. And they watched as the rocks fell back to Earth to see exactly where each piece landed. See that one? Teresa lectured the others. It lands in what will one day become North America, very near splendid West Virginia. Donnie continued, Yeah, it was discovered by Mrs. Wilson when she was just a little older than us, and it's been on display in the Splendid University Library for nearly 50 years. How did he know that? Well, I had to give him some background information on what they were in for, didn't I? Luckily, of the eight on board, time-traveling teen Ava and Kid Space Force Cadet Marsha were also experts at geography and were able to jot down likely coordinates of the other stones. Marsha took over, 
Let's start with that one. It looks like it's in modern-day Barcelona, Spain. Teenage time traveler Elliot, who liked to think he was in charge of the T4 group, though Ava was really their leader, commanded, Then it's modern-day Barcelona will take you to. The team of eight, soon to be ten, arrived in the Spanish city in 2019 in no time at all, thanks to their super cool time-traveling device. They split up into teams of two, Donnie leading the time travel experts, Teresa commanding the Kid Space Force. They searched far and wide, and it took some time, but they found the stone just off the coast of Barcelona in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Barcelona is one of the largest cities along the Mediterranean coast. Did you know that? Getting to the rock was one thing. All of our splendid youth are fine swimmers, but the thing was still quite large, not too heavy for any of our kid explorers or time travelers or astronauts to lift. Great. Now how are we supposed to get that back to Splendid, back to Mrs. Wilson and Professor Theo? Donnie questioned. I know, Ava interrupted. Cat, Dana, are you thinking what I'm thinking? The girls nodded agreement while Elliot and Donnie exchanged confused glances. Ava, Kat, and Dana whipped out their phones, opened the time-traveling app, pushed a few buttons, and vanished. Do you know where they went? Donnie asked. Elliot simply shrugged his shoulders. Within seconds, they reappeared with kid superheroes Buck Travers and Tracy Thompson. Buck stepped forward. Heard you might need someone with super speed, Tracy added, and super strength to haul a giant stone back to West Virginia. Mandy Magic was there, too, suddenly. Or I could just make it vanish and reappear back in Splendid. The others all looked at each other in agreement. Buck added, Uh, yeah, your way's probably easier. Tracy! All of a sudden, Tracy Thompson heard a familiar voice. It was that of her brother, Tanner Thompson. Tanner had been missing for months, quantum leaping from one video game into the next, alongside his friend Max. She was there too, completing our computer whiz kid duo. Tanner! Tracy screamed and ran to him. They embraced. The two were very close and had missed each other so. We've been looking everywhere for you, she said through tears. Tanner was emotional too. But I don't understand, he said. Max was puzzled. How did you all get in here? In here? You mean Spain? Ava answered. It's a long and most unbelievable story. All looked very confused except Max. Oh no, she said. They don't know they're inside a video game. They think this is all real. That can only mean one thing. Mr. X. Tanner was terrified. He shook. The others remained silent, silently confused, as a loud, ominous, evil voice, the intimidating voice of Mr. X, filled the air all around. Well, look at that. All of Splendid's best in one place. Kid superheroes, time-traveling teens, a kid's space force. 
kid explorers, and my dear computer whiz kids. All of the people in this world most likely to stop me in my tracks, all in one place, in my video game, one I developed all by myself. A game I could simply turn off or delete, lose entirely, and you would all simply vanish. And that's just what he did, listeners. Mr. X turned off the game. And all of our heroes, a splendid, gone. Though I'm not exactly sure where to. But I'm going to find out. And I'm going to bring them home. And I've got Miss Pris, and a teacher that can turn into a lion, a detective dog, some human kid detectives too, and a race car driving cat on my side. I've got a couple keen kid explorers, Tex and Tamra, and the dark as well, though they are a bit unreachable at this moment. I may even be able to set aside my beef with town dentist Dr. Payne. We're all coming for you, Mr. X. But the rest is a story for a different day. Tune in next week to hear the tale of our splendid youth's heroic escape. Hopefully. And soon I'll share the tale of Mr. X. His origin story. How he came to be. Who. What he is today. October is right around the corner as well, and we're creeping it real all month long with Halloween trick-or-treat and fall-themed tales. Until then, be good to each other, listeners. Have a wild and wonderful week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a tree or a shrub. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.